Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome ladies and gentlemen. It is Wednesday. Welcome to your Wednesday Bo Snurdly Rush Hour. Diego, I'm assuming we are using the normal telephone number today. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. There is so much in the news. I could do a show with no calls, but we are going to try to take your calls as quickly as we can get to them today. We start with the story that broke this morning. This is not a story that you can expect to see on ABC, NBC, CBS, New York Times, or Washington Post in a significant way if they bother to cover it at all. And that is that Joe Biden dined with the oligarchs who paid Hunter. That story came this morning. There are many, if you look at the what we call the alternative media, You will find the story. The Daily Mail also, of course, has it. In the Daily Mail, you'll find a lot of stories printed that you won't find in the United States papers for obvious reason. The Daily Mail headline is this. Joe dined with oligarchs who paid Hunter. New bank records detail part of the $20 million in foreign cash to Biden family, including $142,000 comes uh, from a Kazakh oligarch to the president's son that he used to buy a Porsche with after the D.C. dinner. Bank records confirm Hunter Biden brought the sports car after a $142,000 wire was sent. Uh, The details on how a Russian billionaire sent $3.5 million to one of the Biden shell companies. Republicans say Devin Archer and Hunter Biden used the firm to hide foreign payments. And all of this was released today, those bank records released by Republicans in the Oversight Committee, House Oversight Committee. Now this would, obviously this just destroys the myth that Joe Biden didn't know anything about his son's business. That myth has already been destroyed. We know it was a lie when he said it. And just for the moment, I want you to try to imagine something. Imagine that Donald Trump, during the time of his presidency, had told the American people over and over again, I didn't have any business dealings with my son. My son didn't know anything. 
and we came to learn that his son was taking all kind of foreign donations, totaling in the multi-millions of dollars, and they were all squirreled away in secretive companies. Do you think that that information would make it to the front pages of the Washington Post, of the New York Times? Of course it would. They'd be leading with it. You turn on your TV, you'd have outraged Democrats demanding to get to the bottom of it all. You'd have an outraged press sending out squads of reporters to try to dig into it. Stop everything else you're doing. The word would go out to the reporting staff of many of these newsrooms. Stop everything you're doing. This is an all-hands-on-deck. We want to know every single factoid in this story. And the assignments would be forthcoming to dig it all out and put it all in front of the American people. Yet, if you look for the details of this tonight, the fact that now we can confirm with bank records, bank records, Joe Biden and son bank records, the flow of over $20 million from these foreign actors into the Biden shell companies. This is one of the clearest indications of the corruption that is alleged within this crime family. Meanwhile, what does make headlines in many of the mainstream presses is that the special counsel's office, Jack Smith, executed a search warrant on Donald Trump's Twitter account. And that Twitter was fined $350,000 for not immediately complying with that warrant. Also, Twitter had objected to a non-disclosure order that accompanied the search warrant, barring them from informing the Trump team about the search. They said that violated the company's First Amendment right to communicate with its subscriber, former President Trump, so they got fined money. This is the heavy hand of government. Oh, speaking of which story broke right before the show, a Utah man is deaded. He be deaded. This guy was uh, deaded after the ABI, uh, FBI raided his house. He posted online that he was going to dust off his M24 sniper rifle ahead of Biden's visit to Salt Lake City on Wednesday. They served a search warrant on the guy's house. The FBI deemed the threats credible. His name is Craig Deli Wu Robinson shot and killed at his residence in Provo. He'd be deaded. We'll see what the investigation into this shows. Wow, remember all those people that used to threaten President Trump? Remember you had comedians lifting up a beheaded Trump head on TV? Remember all those people that used to, you know, all those like the... The little Antifa guys that used to show up in D.C. with their Molotov cocktails and disrupt his inauguration, things like that. Nobody ever got sanctioned for their behavior. 
by the government. Well, this guy ran his mouth off, and he's going to dust off his M24. Yeah, we don't know whether he dusted it off or not, but we do know he's deaded now. He's not going to be dusting off anything else. He's going to be returning to dust. <sighs> this story should, if not the Biden money scam, should have been in the headlines today. Again, if you're going to look on TV tonight to try to find it, good luck from the mainstream media sources. If you're going to look inside the legacy media companies that do electronic media, digital media, good luck. It seems that the January 6th, holier-than-thou, obnoxious committee, and this is a nice euphemism, they fail to preserve records. They have no data on Capitol Hill security failures. That's what the GOP is saying. The House Select Committee. By the way, someone should go find Liz Cheney today and that Adam Kinziger guy and ask them about this. Are you comfortable with the fact that your side, your guys, your committee destroyed records? The House Select Committee that investigated the Capitol riot January 6, 2021, failed to adequately preserve documents, data, video depositions, including communications it had with the Biden White House. They're all missing. They're destroyed. They're gone. They're, it's, it's like these people, folks, they, they have such little respect for you. You conservative voters, you Republicans, such little respect that they just do this in the open. They don't. They don't. It's like, oh, well, what do we do? We have stuff. Oh, well, let's just let's get rid of it. But that's against the law. No, we don't care. Just get rid of it. What are the Republicans going to do? Let's just get rid of it. The now disbanded January 6th committee, which was used as a political weapon against Donald Trump, used as a political weapon to bludgeon Republicans, destroyed or got rid of information about Nancy Pelosi, what she knew about the January 6th raid, when the Democrats knew. They got rid of videos, depositions. They took legal depositions, and now they're gone. Where are they? Oh, we don't know. They're gone. They just do this stuff right out in the open. They don't care what you think. They know what you're going to say. You're going you're gonna to jump up and down. You're going to say, oh, my, how is this possible? You will scream that this shows corruption. You will scream that this is not fair. And they could give a, a they could give one. They're like, yeah, hey, uh, that's going to make us look bad. Nope, get rid of it. Destroy the document. Meanwhile, you've got Donald Trump arrested, awaiting trial for mishandling documents that he legally, according to the Presidential Records Act, that he legally had, at least the argument goes, according to the Presidential Records Act, he could decide what he wanted to take. 
Nothing was stopping him from having the documents that are at the center of the indictment, the arrest by this Democrat persecutor, Jack Smith. Yet, in front of your face, in front of everybody, without any second thought, the Democrats get rid of documents. They destroy information that should be on the public record. And then you get these cute little euphemisms. They fail to adequately preserve the documents. No, they didn't fail to adequately preserve the documents. They got rid of them. They got rid of incriminating evidence that would make them look bad, potentially. We'll never know what was in there because they, just like Hillary, oh, yeah, 31,000 emails. Oh, no, nobody should see those. Let's get rid of them. Nothing happens to her. Oh, we've got stuff here in, in the J6 committee. We don't want the public to see that. Destroy that stuff. Put it in the burn bag. Let's get rid of it. And this happens in front of your face. And they are laughing at you every step of the way. And me. Because you dare say something about it. Ha, ha, ha. They can say anything they want to say. They can call us any names they want to call us. They can say what about it, anything they want to. It doesn't matter because the, the evidence is gone. We destroyed it. And the FBI is not going to come looking around trying to find out who's responsible for destroying the evidence. We have to protect Pelosi. We have to protect this obnoxious congressman that ran that farce, that kangaroo trial. The guy from Mississippi or whatever it is. Thompson, Bernie, whatever his name is. Johnson. We, they don't care. They'll just destroy the goods right in front of your face. And what are you going to do about it? You talk about a third world nation, which is what D.C. has turned into. They don't care. This is an abuse of power. This should be a criminal offense. But they don't care. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll destroy the evidence, and who cares what you people think, you people on the left. To that end, there is a big report today from our Open the Books, or it's openthebooks.com. They have looked into the NIH. Here's that headline. Anthony Fauci defended NIH culture of secrecy. The $325 million third-party royalty complex. Now we know more details. This goes 17 pages. I do not have the time, even if I had the inclination to read through them. But here's what you need to know. I can just boil it all down to you. And Anthony Fauci and many others have been asked, what are you guys making on stuff like these vaccines, on this medicine? How are you guys at the NIH top level? Are you making any money off of this stuff? And Fauci steadfastly refused to answer in every congressional hearing he was asked about this. 
Now, this is government information. It is not supposed to be held secret. But somehow, Fauci and the NIH kept it secret until now. It turns out, my friends, that there are a lot of people making money. Here are some of them that were making money. Chinese government-owned pharmaceutical companies were being paid royalties. One such company is a neighbor of the Wuhan Institute for Virology. A Russian animal vaccine maker, allegedly a front for a Soviet biolab, getting royalties coming out of the NIH. Purdue Pharma, the makers of the highly addictive and frequently abused OxyContin. Royalties. Long-serving former NIH director Francis Collins received third-party royalties on his inventions from four different companies that themselves received nearly $50 million in federal contracts and grants since 2008. During the pandemic, the American people started to worry that big government was way too close with big pharma. Now, because of the oversight investigation at OpenTheBooks.com, we are finding out just how close they were in bed with each other. The NIH spends billions of dollars on the industry, and now we learn that the industry sends back millions of dollars to the NIH and to scientists that are associated with the NIH. And all these millions are, have been held in secret. Secret. So they hide from you how they're making millions of dollars while giving you mandates and telling you what you should do as if they are objective, yet they don't tell you, gee, we're making millions of dollars. And, oh, by the way, we're also paying some commies and some ruskies. This is your NIH. It's a big money operation. Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul has asked that there be a criminal referral for Dr. Fauci. So far, the Department of Justice, <laughs> what a name, the Department of Corrupt Justice hasn't answered him back. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour here on WABC. I lit up from Reno, I was trailed by 20 hands. Didn't get to sleep that night till the morning came around. Set out one, but I take my time. A friend of the devil is a friend of mine. I get home before they Grateful die. Dad. Just my guess is tonight. On WABC Talk Radio 77. On this day, 1995, Jerry Garcia, guitarist and singer from the Grateful Dead, died of a heart attack at a rehab clinic in San Francisco. 53 years old. Grateful Dead on WABC coming back to you right after this. My $20 bill and a man in the air. 
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. You get the music news right here. And during the break, Kev just came in and told me something I did not know. Apparently it just happened. Kev, tell everybody what happened. Sad day in the world of music. Uh... Robbie Robertson, guitarist and songwriter for the band, passed away today, 80 years old. Wow. That's just unbelievable. And Diego, what did you, what did you, uh, you had something to add there too. Yeah, uh, Sixto Rodriguez, the uh, main musician of the documentary Searching for Sugar Man, um, Detroit musician, guitarist, uh, passed away yesterday, I believe. Man. Well, we're getting to be that age. The bands we love to hear. That's why we need to celebrate the music that we love every day. Because time just moves on so quickly. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurly here with you. Both Snurly's Rush Hour. Yesterday I talked about that little, um, for better words, young lady. I will not call her names. Thanks, Kev. Like Thuggette. Like... I'm not going to use those kind of names in talking about our children. You know, they're our children, and they have needs, and they have been oppressed. And so we can't call them names. We can't call them. That's what the mayor of Chicago said last week. You can't call them a mob of children. You can't call them a mob because these children are oppressed. They have needs. They they want stuff. And so this little girl, we're not going to call her a thugette. We're not going to call her a hood rat. We're not going to call her any of those kind of names that would, are disparaging because that's not nice. We'll just simply say young lady. This young lady, 16 years old, that got up in the face of an Asian family and started wailing on one of them and then wailed on the woman that was taking pictures of her, turned herself in. Her picture was everywhere. 
So I guess she figured. And of course, she's not named. Because, you know, 16 years old, I mean, even though she gets up, acts out, and attacks a family, she and her cohorts, why, we must protect her because she's 16 years old. And we would not want to do anything like shaming her in public by letting everybody know who she is. They were on the F train when they started swearing and threatening an Asian family who were here visiting from Nevada. So now she's turned herself in and she's been charged with two counts of assault. I very much doubt that she is in jail right now. Because after all, she's a child. And she's young. And she's oppressed. And she, she's like you. She needs stuff. And she wants stuff. She just hasn't had the privilege that you people have had. So don't judge her. She was just acting out her frustration and her rage at the society that you people have created. She can't help it. She's just a young girl. So be nice to the young girl. Let her out of jail. Let her go back on the subways where she can find some other innocent people to attack. You know, it's not her fault. She's young. Mayor Adams has taken a new twist. You're a mayor. <laughs> the guy you elected. <laughs> this is almost comical if it weren't true. Here's the headline. Mayor Adams urges New Yorkers to ask themselves, not him, how to fix the New York City migrant crisis. Mayor Adams just stands up there. This is the mayor you elected. And he stands up in front of a microphone and TV during a press conference in the Bronx. And he says, this is a moment where people need to stop asking, Eric, what are you doing? This is a moment we need to ask, what are we doing? What are we doing? We're being overrun. That's what we're doing. We're being overrun by your blue policies. You begged for illegal immigrants to come here. You made this a sanctuary city. In fact, I have another story here where some Venezuelan migrant says the reason he came to New York was because that's where the shelters are. They let it be known. Yeah, come here. We'll spend on you. That's where the shelters are. So, of course, I'm going to New York. And now Eric Adams stands up in front of you, your mayor, who you elected to be in charge, and says, hey, stop asking me about this crisis. What are you doing? What are you people doing to stop the illegals from running over the city? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Oh, Mike, this is real. Well, it's it's surreal, but it's still real. Your mayor, the elected official, said, stop asking me. Stop asking me, Eric, what are you doing to help fix things? What are you doing? You're the mayor. Stop asking me. Ask yourselves. He's blaming you. 
the people that are forced to live under his rule. He's blaming you. James Golden, Snurley, WABC, is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour, 800-848-WABC is the number. 800-848-9222. Whitney. Nineteen sixty-three. Whitney Houston, born her all-too-short life, of course, ended in two thousand twelve. But she left us with a lot of great hits, including this. Stop asking me. I'm the mayor. Stop asking me what I'm doing. Ask your damn self. Go look in the mirror. Ask what you're doing to solve the problem. Why are you asking me? I'm tired of asking. I'm tired of you people asking me what am I doing. What are you doing? Idiots. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Nineteen fifty-three, Montavani and his orchestra at the top of the charts with this beautiful song. It is the song from. Moulin Rouge. I always pronounce it Moulin. Moulin. Moulin Rouge. From the film. Well, it was number one, at least across the pond. It did well here, too. Uh, I used to remember those beautiful music state. Well, no, Diego, you're too young. I mean, I don't want to list station names because who knows, but. There were two beautiful music stations in New York. This is the stuff. We used to call it elevator music. Because back then, that's what they used to play in elevators. You'd go in, you'd hear this nice, soothing music, and in supermarkets, too. Yeah, but the theme from Moulin Rouge, the Montavani Orchestra on WABC Talk Radio 77. Now, for those of you that thought I was making this up, The migrants slash illegal aliens living in New York City are loving, loving the latest shelter that was opened up in Brooklyn, McCrarran Park. You know what they have? They have free Wi-Fi. They have fancy meals that are being served to them. They even have their own pool. They can go in the swimming pool to cool off. One of those immigrants from Venezuela, 39-year-old father of two, talked to the New York Post. He says he's been staying in the park since last Saturday with his wife, 5-year-old and 15-year-old. They they were kicked out of the Sunset Park Hotel in Brooklyn. But now they're enjoying the taxpayer-funded amenities. They have specially prepared Venezuelan cuisine that they are fed. They have free Wi-Fi. 
They can make international calls for free at an international call center that's been set up for them. And he says, I brought my wife and children to the pool on Sunday. There's no problem. We swam. We all swam between 12 noon and 5 p.m. It's a very nice pool. It's a very nice pool. This guy is working underneath on the book. He's working off the books. He's not legally permitted to work, but he's a crafty one. He's already found Yab. I got a Yab. I'm sorry. He's found a job. He found a Yab. He's found a job. He's throwing down between seven and eight hundred bucks under the table while living the high life at the shelter. Free cuisine from his home country. Mostly Venezuelan food, pasta and rice with chicken, beef, or goat. Yep, the goats aren't even spared. Lunch is mostly chicken and rice. Yesterday, he says, I had a chicken cutlet. You can get water and juice wherever you want. No limits, baby, on the water and the juice. They have 24-7 access to snacks and fruits. Though they don't have 24-7 hot coffee. Now that he's complained about that, I'm sure somebody will fix that so that they can have free hot coffee, too. He says this is good here. All the bathrooms and showers are in good condition. It's not crowded. We have storage to keep our belongings safe. Lots of cameras. He and his family reportedly crossed into the U.S. back in September, after which they came straight to New York City because, he says, this is where the shelters are. This is where the shelters are. He's saving up for rent while they enjoy the free food, the free housing, the swimming pool, the free international calls that you, the taxpayer, are paying for. Doesn't that just warm your heart, folks? See what good you're doing with the high taxes you have to pay? Stop. No one wants to hear that you're struggling. No one wants to hear about your struggles with high inflation. No one wants to hear your tale of woe about the Biden economy or the gas prices. Stop. Don't complain. You're doing. And by the way, when the mayor asks you the next time what it is that you're doing, you can tell him with pride. I'm paying. For the illegal immigrants to get nice cuisine, I'm paying for them to be able to use a swimming pool. I'm paying for them to have free international calls. I'm paying for them to have free Wi-Fi. That's what I'm doing, Mr. Mayor. What are you doing? Stop asking me what I'm doing. I'm Eric Adams. I don't have to report to you. I'm your king. You're the subjects. Start acting like the subjects. Yeah. By the way, the mayor's complaining that this uh, influx of immigrants into New York is going to cost $12 billion. More than 10% of the city's annual budget. City could have 100,000 immigrants. By 2025. And I would just like to 
make a suggestion at this at this juncture dear republican governors and you know who you are not all republican governors those of you 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 know who you are it is rare that you can declare victory in anything you're republicans you don't win too often the time is now for you to declare victory in your program to bus illegal immigrants into New York City, into Massachusetts, into California, down by Kamala Harris's house in D.C. Declare victory. But in declaring victory, now is also the time for you to double down. You should no longer send buses of illegal immigrants to blue cities. No, my friends, what the Republican governor should do now at this juncture is cease every single bus carrying illegal immigrants into Democrat strongholds. It is time to lease jumbo jets. It is time to fill up jumbo jets with illegal immigrants. Why send 70 when you can send 700 at a ticket? It is time to fill up the jumbo jets and send them to blue cities. They have finally known what the rest of us have known, that illegal immigration is a problem. Now that you have their attention, drive the point home. Stop sending busloads of illegals to blue cities. Start sending jet planes. Fill to the brim. Jumbo jets. See if you can list one of those C-130 Hercules, those big cargo mamas, and pack it down. Double down. It is time to demonstrate for liberals once and for all that you are serious. James Golden, Snurley, WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming back, your phone calls coming up on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Francisco. That's right, seeing those jumbo jets to San Francisco. 1967. Scott McKenzie, number one. With this one. This was written by John Phillips of the Mamas and the Papas. Number one hit for Scott McKenzie. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The year 1975. Number one in the U.S. single charts. The Bee Gees.
on WABC Talk Radio 77 as we head to the telephones. Brantford, Connecticut. We'll start with you, Bob. Welcome. You're on WABC. How are you? Hello, James. I um, really appreciate your clarity, and I love your music history. How you, and I especially liked what you did about Glenn Campbell yesterday. And I just want to say one last thing. Rush would be so proud of you, how you carry the torch. And I just love you, James Golden. That's all I have to say. Oh, my gosh. Bob, thank you. You made chills for me. And also almost got a tear there. Yeah, man. You know, thank you. I, I don't even know what else to say except thank you so much. I so appreciate those remarks. Let us go to Long Island. Yvette, you're on WABC. How are you? I'm good. How you doing, Bo? I basically think that they want all these illegals not only for the votes, it's so that they can impose martial law. They, you know, all these people over here, they can have violent acts taking place, and in the end, it's, it's, it's unfortunate for us, but I think that's what they're trying to do, impose martial law. Now, let me ask you a question, Yvette, because I have hearing, I've been, been hearing about martial law since the age of the Clintons. People have said... The Democrats want martial law. What is it that you think the Democrats, the left, would get out of imposing martial law on the society? What happens? What do you think they get out of it? What they get out of it is it's just a stroke of their ego, number one. But I think they pretty much want to be like China is, where they tell their residents what to do and they jump and do it. Or, you know, countries like that. This is America. That The point of America is to be free. And they are doing this purposefully to infringe on our freedoms. We're going to get upset. It's going to be an uprise. And it's going to be Americans against these people, and none of us is really at fault. Wow. Yvette, thank you for the call. I so appreciate you. Let's go to Frank in Staten Island. Frank, you're on WABC Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you? How are you doing? How are you? Okay, yeah, well, I saw the video of uh, the girls, uh, the trio of uh, girls uh, terrorizing the Asian family. And then I see some of these other people on the train uh, just sitting there or maybe like watching, maybe they're waiting for a moment where they can maybe intervene. The girl who turned herself in, I think she will plead self-defense and Alvin Bragg will just let her go and the Asian family will have nothing but egg on their face. I mean, it's really horrible. Well, let me tell you something that I think people, when, when you said that, and you said, well, people are just sitting there and, and maybe waiting for a moment to intervene. Really? Do you think after the way Alvin Bragg treated the quote-unquote guy that intervened, Mr. Perry, who intervened when someone else was being threatened, slaps him with an indictment, tries to ruin his life? By the way, that guy has $3 million in a GoFundMe money because people want to support him, Mr. Perry, there. Alvin Bragg has put a chill on people who want to intervene, who want to do something to help when these senseless acts of violence are taking place before them. Now, as for him letting the 16-year-old girl out of jail, I have no doubt she's probably already out. After all, this is New York, and who can blame her? She's 16 years old. She's just a child. She's oppressed. She wants stuff, too, in her life, and she didn't have as much as you do. She needs things. She sees everybody else eating their Doritos 
and eating their Lay's potato chips, and she doesn't have any. She goes on the train. She sees people with their iPads and their iPhones, and she probably has just a little cheap flip phone. And then she sees this Asian couple, this Asian family here. They're from Nevada. She doesn't know that, but they look well-dressed. They look nice, and they look like they have stuff. And that's probably what sparked her anger. Look at these people. They have stuff, and I don't have stuff. So you know what? Let me attack them. So I don't know how you people out there could be so mean and callous that you dump all over this 16-year-old thug, or this 16-year-old young lady. She just wants stuff. She just wants to have the kind of life that you have. And it's not fair. It's inequity. You have so much, and she has so little. All she wants is some Doritos just like you. Don't be mean to her. Let us go to Phil in Staten Island. How are you, Phil? Welcome here on WABC. Hey, Bo. Great, really talking to you great, and I'm sure I agree with your first caller. Rush is smiling down on you, brother. I think you Thank do a you. fantastic job with the torch. Now, we Thank live in a society where money is very important to a lot of people. I really believe that if you want to find out how this election was rigged, put a reward for anyone who could come forward with information on how those boxes were stuffed. I'm sure there's people that stuffed mailboxes out there uh, being told to do so that would be willing to accept money to say, yes, I got information from this guy to stuff these mailboxes. Put, uh, put a value of money on it, and I think people would come out of the woodwork and say yes and uh, would, would give up the, uh, the tricks that they used. That, that's an issue of number one. Number two, as far as the migrants are concerned, if, you were, if you're a business and you're starving for employees, you can't hire one because you hire one of these people that has no social security card, you get in trouble. Why not just hmm. figure a way to make these people go to work on a temporary social security card? And I know it's going to be on, my friends chewed me out for saying it. Why not give these people a temporary card? At least they pay into the system. And the store owners that hire well, you know that what? need them. There, there are many people who feel like that. Now, before you leave, let me point your attention to the Gateway Pundit. And you'll have to decide whether this is legitimate or not. They have a story, gun, burner phones, fake registrations, the buried Michigan vote, voter fraud scandal. They claim to have new information. You'll have to look at the story yourself. Well, that's it for today, my friends. God willing, we will be back for tomorrow's Thursday Rush Hour here on WABC. In the meantime, may God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your families, and your loved ones. Love and gratitude for you being here every day with me here on WABC. God willing, we'll see you here tomorrow at 4. Bye. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.